A very good morning. On behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Kesubas Daf Yudalid, Kesubas 14a, pagination is 27. We'll start from the facing page at the bottom, about seven lines up, with the word Shmuel. <clears throat> We're dealing with cases where a woman became pregnant, and we're not 100% sure who the father of the child really is. And we'll do two cases this morning, one case regarding Kohanim and one case regarding a regular betrothal relationship where the woman was with Kiddushin, with a man, and now she's pregnant. It's not really normal for her to be pregnant because they're not supposed to be having relations until after the Nesuin and now she is pregnant. How do we sort that out? So let's begin with the case of Kohanim. Again, about seven lines up. Omar Shmuel, Shmuel said, Asara Kohanim Omdim. There are ten Kohanim who are standing. They're in one place. <clears throat> and one of them went from that place uboal, and had relations with a woman. Havlad Shtuki. The halacha is, rabbinically, the child is silenced on some level and the Gemara wonders what are we silencing the child from. Now, before we give the answer, let's appreciate the scenario. Ten recognized Kohanim means that no matter who had relations with the woman, everything is miyuchas, has good lineage. The woman was a penuya, she was unmarried. It was not a good thing that this happened. They're supposed to do Kedushin, Nesuin, with a proper chasna. But, in terms of lineage, if she's miyuchas, and all of the possible men could have been with her, are all kesherim, so one would think that, like, by mathematical principle, by analyzing it, one would think that the child is 100% a good Kohen, because no matter which father it is, he's a good Kohen. And what we find here is that rabbinically, one line later in the Gemara, Mishatkin oso midin kuhuna, we silence him from being a Kohen, dichsiv, because there's a pasuk that not only do we have to mathematically prove, so to speak, that you're a Kohen, but you have to actually know who your father is. The pasuk says, solom. The covenant of Kahuna will be to him and to his descendants. <clears throat> and the Gemara understands that to mean his children that are considered his children, that we know who the father is. In contrast, this case, even though we know that the child is a Kohen, but there's a problem here that he doesn't know who his father is and who is making him a Kohen. And therefore, Medirabonon, rabbinically, 
for Avoda and for Truma, he's not going to be considered a Kohen. The Mechaber and Shulchan Aruch Simen Gimel Siftes points out, but if he would marry a Gerusha, or would be Metame himself, Lemes, defile himself to a dead body, he would be punished. He would get Malchus for doing that, because we know for sure that he's a Kohen. It's just that we're not upgrading him to the status of the benefits of Kahuna, and that's a rabbinic legislation based on this Pasuk, inferring that in order to be a Kohen, you have to know why you're a Kohen. Where are you coming from to be a Kohen? One observation in Halacha is that if you would have a case where the child was mixed up with the child of a different Kohen, so that, again, here we know for sure the child is a Kohen, but the two infants were mixed up and we're not sure who the father is, in such a case he would be accepted as a Kohen because we have the what we described as a mathematical analysis. He's for sure a Kohen. Mimonavshach is a Kohen. The difference in this case is, number one, that it was produced from the suin from regular legitimate marriage, and therefore the rabbis did not make a legislation, they didn't impose this principle in the cases of marriage, and or the child, when the child was born, did know who the father was. It was only afterwards that they got mixed up, and therefore in that case we would affirm the child's kahuna status, not only in terms of what he's not allowed to do, but we would also affirm him as a legitimate Kohen and allow him to do the Avoda. Let's continue with the next case, which will bring us on to today's daf. Hahu arus va'arusaso. Last line, there was an arus and his arusa. That means that their relationship right now is only kiddushin. They're not yet ish v'isha, husband and wife, even though she's a married lady, to him. But they didn't do chuppah yet. They didn't consummate the marriage with the chasna. The Osulakamedir of Yosef, they came in front of Rav Yosef because she's pregnant and they have to ask him what's the story with her and with the child. Realize that if she was with the Oros, the man who was Mikadesh her, then everything's fine, she's good, and if later on he would die, she would be Kasha to marry a Kohen. Nothing's been defiled in her. And she's allowed to continue with her marriage to him because we do not assume that she was with anybody else if we're affirming that it's from him. And it also has ramifications on the child because the child is the result of a pregnancy from the man who was Mikadisher. So the only thing they did wrong was that they were together before the chuppah, which is wrong, but it's not going to change the lineage of the child. He Omra Mine, and she indeed says that this child is from him. For who Omer in Minoi? And the man says, indeed, it is from me. Omer of Yosef, Sir of Yosef said, What are we going to get worried about over here? And he gives two reasons which the Gemara is going to pick up on. 
Chada number one, Dachamoda, the man is agreeing that it's from him. So that's good. That means that if we trust him, everything's fine over here. So that's not reason number one to allow this and say that the child is kosher. V'od, and also, We mentioned that we paskin like Rabbi Gamliel to believe her when she says, I know who the father is and he's a kosher person. And therefore, even though there's an enormous rove to be concerned about because every other man in the entire world would be a problem to her because she did Kiddushin with this man and therefore this man is the only one who could produce a kosher child. But because we have two things playing out here, number one, he's agreeing. Number two, she's affirming. Rav Yosef said, it's kosher. Amalei Abaye, Abaye responded, Uvaha kilomoda Gamliel, you're saying that it's two reasons to make it good. If you didn't have his consent, his affirmation that it's from him, would Rabbi Gamliel really allow it? Shmuel said to Rav Yehuda, Shinina, sharp one. We paskin like Rabbi Gamliel, but you should not do such a psak unless you also have a rove that most people are permitted to her. And over here, you don't have most people are permitted to her. On the contrary, everybody except for the one who did Kiddushin is going to be forbidden to her. So that's not really a good reason to paskin like Ram Gamliel. And therefore, you only have one reason. Let's discuss your one reason. Your one reason is because the man is affirming that it's from him. But you're invoking Rabbi Gamliel. We don't paskin like Rabbi Gamliel, even though we're saying the halacha is like him, until there's a rov kisherim, until there's a majority of possible people who had been with her to be supporting the kosher approach. And over here, most people are forbidden to her. Says the Gemara, you're not fully understanding that statement of Shmuel. According to the way you're approaching this, isn't it bothering you that Shmuel phrased himself in such a funny way? We paskin like a but you shouldn't paskin like that. And normally we paskin like halachas, don't we? What did Shmuel apparently mean? The halacha is like Ramigam Liel after the fact. But before the fact, you only want to paskin like a Liel if you have a rove, a majority supporting the kosher status. And our case is an after-the-fact type of thing because the child is already conceived and you're going to have to paskin on the child. And likewise, the woman is already with Kiddushin with this man. If you're going to be concerned that she was with a different man, then you're going to forbid her to the man who did Kiddushin with her. So this is a case of Dievid. This is after-the-fact. If you want to discuss a case before the fact, 
that's a case where the woman has a question and she did not yet marry a Kohen. And the Kohen wants to know, can I marry her? That's what Shmuel meant. The halacha is like Ramagam Liel in your back pocket if you need it. But you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't paskin like that because it's, uh, it's going out on a limb. Only paskin like that after the fact. If she's already married or in a relationship or there's already a child conceived, etc. But otherwise you should only paskin like that if you have a rove, a majority of possible people who had been with her, um, based on the city, based on the locale, whatever it is, how you form such a rove supporting the kosher position. So again, we have two cases over here that we're discussing. One case we discussed was a case where the woman's pregnant, and we're not sure from who, but we know that whoever it was from is a kosher person. It was a recognized Kohen. And how do you handle that? And then we had the second case, which is the woman is pregnant. We're really not sure who it's from. And Rav Yosef is saying, even in recognition that the only legitimate person it could be from is from the Arus, he paskined that indeed we can accept that it was from the Arus, from the man who did Kiddushin with her, because of these two reasons, number one, what he's saying, and number two, what she's saying in recognition that it's after the fact and not a lechatchila shaila that's being presented. Yeshe thank you for joining.